How do we interact with those that look different than us? Should we treat people different based on their looks? Or did God make us specifically how he wanted us to be? And we should celebrate our differences. We'll discuss that and more on The Theological Patriot. Please rate this podcast. Please share it with your friends. If there are topics you want me to discuss, send me a message. Find The Theological Patriot on Facebook and send me a message so that we can keep this conversation going. If you flip through the channels on the TV, if you watch videos on YouTube, you will see so much discussion or supposed discussion on how racist that we are as a country. And you will see certain prominent evangelical pastors that will take up the flag of social justice and racial justice and saying that if you don't speak on this, then you don't love Christ. You can't be a true minister of the gospel. But as a Christian, how do we approach these topics? How do we discuss them with one another? Well, when we look at the scriptures, we see nothing about different races of people. You will not find within the pages of scripture God differentiating between people's races, that you will have certain parts where you have an evil people. We don't know what they looked like. We're not told what they looked like. And they did evil in the sight of the Lord. They were sent. Maybe they were sent a prophet. Maybe they were given chances for hundreds of years to repent of their evil doing. And then God either sends them a prophet, they repent, or they're sent judgment. Then we have the example of Sodom and Gomorrah. That these were evil, evil people. That Abraham's nephew Lot wanted to go there, establishes his life there. And God sees that it was a evil, that they were, they were evil people that they openly practiced homosexuality and God finally decides that's it. That's enough. I'm going to destroy them. 
And so he sends his angels to get Lot and his family out. We're not told what the people of Sodom and Gomorrah looked like. It doesn't matter. Because if someone does evil in the sight of the Lord, it doesn't matter what skin tone that they are, how much melanin that they have. Because God doesn't differentiate between the amount of melanin and your sin. That if, as sociologists, will distinguish between white, black, tan, Asian, whatever, whatever their categories are, it doesn't matter to God what, quote, color that you are, what race that people say that you are. Because if you do not come to faith in Jesus, you will be cast into hell. That just because you have a certain amount of melanin, if you have a lot and you're darker skinned, if you have a little bit and you're more white, that doesn't matter. That it matters whether you believe the gospel. when we look through scriptures, through the scriptures, the differences that we see are those that are established by nationalities. That individual people are not shown favor because of their skin tone that we go all the way back to the beginning. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it says, God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now, what does it mean to be in the image of God? The term Imago Dei. It's the idea that men and women are different from all other creation because there are certain aspects of us that are unique, that we have some of the attributes that God has, that um, these are called the communicable attributes. Uh, there are some, some attributes of God that we can look, look at God and see them for our, in ourselves. And we can know that these are things that we share that you know we have um we have a spirit god is spirit 
We all have a soul that that part of us that is who we truly are. That we have, um, we have mercy. That God is mercy. That we we can have wisdom. We can gain that from God. God is wisdom. That God is love. We can love. That we can have patience. God is very patient with us. That you'll see scriptures that talk about God being long-suffering. That he is a God of mercy, of grace. Uh, there, there are these attributes that God has that are present within us, that we can see in our lives. That's what it means to be made in the image of God. That there are certain aspects of who God is that we can see within ourselves. And so God, so really the, the only difference between us when God created us is male and female. That's the difference. That people will say, well, what did Adam and Eve look like? It doesn't matter what they looked like. There's male, female. That's it. That when, when you see throughout the Old Testament that there was a certain group of people, it won't say there's a certain group of people, this is what they looked like, and this is what, and because of what they looked like, God didn't have favor on them. Because God says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, he says, Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth, everyone who calls by my name, whom I have created for my glory, whom I have formed, even whom I have made. Children of God are from all over the world. But it's not that um, that God's the God of the white man, that God's the God of the black man, that um, God is the God of everyone, that he is the God who created us. And he created us with different different pigmentation. But that doesn't mean he loves us more than that he loves one 
group of people more than another as our our creator god loves his creation that we don't distinguish we don't need to distinguish between our different races and say that i'm going to be more favorable to this person because they look like me and i'm going to be a little more hesitant towards somebody else because they don't that we see in the book of Galatians, Paul telling us in chapter three, that all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ, and you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendant. That's why in the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28, why we are told to go to the ends of the earth, to to Judea, Samaria, even to the ends of the earth, making disciples and baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say go to this group that looks like you, but don't go to that group that doesn't look like you. The gospel does not see skin color. That there are only two people groups that the gospel will distinguish between the people of Adam and the people of Christ. That's it. The gospel doesn't care what your skin looks like. If you have a lot of melanin, if you have very little, it does not matter. That we are called to preach to every person. That's why we have you. That's why we send missionaries all over the world where there'll be people that don't look like you. But you know what? They need the same gospel that saved you. That the oppression that we see throughout history is not something that God is in favor of. That God doesn't, throughout the scriptures, we don't, we see people asking questions and, you know, looking back, they'll say, well, why didn't, um, why didn't the scriptures condemn slavery. Honestly, I don't know. I've asked that question. I've researched it. And honestly, that's not the main focus. 
that the main focus is if you are if you're a slave that you be the best that you can be that you will serve your master in whatever capacity that you that you find yourself in that you you do your work unto the lord because no matter who your human quote master is and your ultimate master is god that he is the one that really is your is your master that again when we see these distinctions we there you're either in one of two camps you're a slave to sin you're a slave to Christ now does that mean slavery is acceptable absolutely not but where it has been practiced we see that we are to treat people as equals that we're not supposed to look down on someone because they look different than us because they have a different culture than us that we all are in need of the gospel. And that God created us different and we are to celebrate that. That you'll hear people say the phrase, well, I don't see color. which is one a complete lie because unless you're blind you don't see color you don't see differences in people and if you say you're colorblind then you're not celebrating what god has created that are we to see color see different quote races all you have to do is have your eyes wide open. You'll see there are different colored people within this world. That there are people that are in England that look different than people that are in Asia, that are in the Middle East, that are in South America, that are in Africa. We look different But that's not bad. That's how God has created us. That we're not told not to see the differences. Dr. Vodi Bakum, um, who is a dear, dear brother, has 
been asked this question and gave a fantastic answer to it. He said, to not see our differences would be like walking into a flower shop and seeing seven, eight different colored roses and saying, yeah, they're, they're all roses. I don't see a, I don't see a difference in them, even though there are clearly white, red, yellow, pink, blue, purple, whatever, that there are different colored roses. Now it doesn't make one better than the other. It makes them different that we can celebrate that we look different because God created us different. But when it comes to brothers and sisters in Christ, it doesn't matter that we all stand before the cross as sinners saved by grace for the glory of God. That it doesn't matter what skin color you are, what ethnicity that you, that you are. That when we stand at the foot of the cross, we are all the same. Because even when we look at it biologically, there is less than a 0.2% difference between all of us. Now, does that make one less human than another? Absolutely not that when we see people treating one another different because of their skin color, that is absolutely sinful. That we shouldn't treat one another as less than us. that when you view yourself as superior based on how someone looks, then you're saying that you, that God doesn't value them as much as he really does. That God doesn't want us to treat people differently because of how, because of their skin color. that we are to love each and every person because if we don't then we're gonna get a big surprise when we get to heaven if you're truly a believer and i don't think that you can be treating people differently based on their skin color and be a true believer 
but that's that's something that you need to deal with before God. Because when we look in the scriptures and we look at the book of Revelation, chapter 5, talking about the before the, the throne of God, that we are singing before him, that it, um, talking about the, um, you know, the books, the book of the, with the seven seals, um, that standing before the throne of God, it says, um, that when, when there was one who came and he took the book out of the right hand of him who sat on the throne being God. When he had taken the book, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each one holding a harp and a golden bowl full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Verse nine, this is, this is the key verse nine. And they sang a new song, saying, Worthy are you who take the book and break its seals. For you were slain, and you purchased for God with your blood men, implied there, and women, from every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God, and they will reign upon the earth. Now, does that say that that Jesus, being the lamb that is slain and purchased us for God by his blood, does he say that he only died for The white man, the black man, the oceanic, the Pacificers, the Asian, whatever. Di um, distinctions that sociologists want to use. Or does it say people from every tribe, tongue and nation? That Jesus didn't just die for one group of people based on their the amount of melanin in their skin. Jesus died for people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. Not based on how they look. Because as we as I've said, there are two camps. There are the people of Adam. There are the people of Christ. Now, what about all of the racial upheaval that we see in America? Is America as racist as the media wants us to believe that it is? No. It's not that they will take a small nugget of an event that 
is not a not something that happens all the time and they perpetuate it and make it seem like it is something that is in every single town and every single city across this country that there are police officers literally hunting down black men and shooting them for no reason at all now does that mean that there's no cops that have ever done that no that's foolish to think that because there are racist evil sinful people in any police force no police force no police person is perfect that we we all have certain biases that are in our lives that are based on our backgrounds that we may have had a bad experience with somebody that looks a certain way so we may be a little more cautious but that doesn't give us the right to not treat someone as an equal that regardless of what one person or maybe a couple of people within a certain ethnicity did that doesn't mean that every single person of that ethnicity or that race is guilty of the same thing that just because there were white men in the south that owned slaves that doesn't mean that every single white person is okay with slavery because there were people there were black people there were brown people there were white people there were people of every kind of race that owned slaves that's not unique to america we see that within the scriptures we see that within the rest of the world where there is slavery it is not just one race that is falling into the horrendous practice of slavery this is a sin that has been around for centuries and it is something that we are called to deplore that we are not called to view people that are that look different than us as less if nothing else we are called to see others as better than us not in a better than us in that you know we are less than they are 
but that we are to view others as greater than ourselves because of how sinful that we are. That we know how sinful that we are and we want to praise God for saving us and we know if I'm sinful then there must be those that are that are sinful but you know what not as not as bad as I am that the apostle Paul calls himself the chief of sinners now not to really want to disagree with the apostle Paul but Paul has nothing on me that I am one of the worst sinners in the world. People will say, well, you know what? You're not, you're not a Hitler. You're not a Stalin. You're not a Mao Zedong that you're, you didn't, you haven't murdered millions and millions of people. You have no idea. That when we look at ourselves We should see one another. We should see the, uh, the skin that we have because that's how God designed us. He designed us each in a specific way. That we don't look down on one another because of that. But we also don't, we don't look at one another and say well they look like that I can't talk to them that we should be willing to proclaim the gospel to everyone because that's what we're called to do that is our great commission But how do we deal with these evil acts that we have in our history? How do we deal with what our country looked like 60 years ago when there were people that had fire hoses pointed at them when there were groups of people that had dogs sicked on them where they couldn't sit in a certain part of the bus or in a certain diner because of how they looked how do we deal with that well we don't ignore it because we all know what happens when we ignore history. We're doomed to repeat it. So we don't ignore it. We don't brush it under the rug. We see what happened. We try to understand what happened. We learn from it. And we do our best not to repeat it. 
doesn't mean that we won't, because as sinful human beings, we are very, very prone to repeating the sins of our ancestors. That's how we are. We, we don't, we can seek to learn from our history, but because we are sinners, we can very easily fall into that trap. That's how we are. All we can do is work on it and try to grow from it. Try to do our best not to fall into that trap. So we don't need to try to pass legislation to try to make up for what happened in the past. Because you can't legislate morality. You can't put enough laws on the books to keep people that look down on one another because of their race not to do it. You can't put enough legislation in place to keep people from sinning in that way. It's not possible. That what we can do is we can discuss our differences. We can learn our history and we can move forward away from that and live our lives in such a way where we don't perpetuate that sin again. That when we look at someone, we see them as an image bearer of God. We see them made exactly as God wanted them to be made, to be born right where God wanted them to be born, to have the experiences that God wanted them to have. That when we stand before the cross, it doesn't matter the amount of melanin in your skin. If you are a sinner, and you do not repent of your sins, you will be condemned to be under the wrath of God in hell for all of eternity. And if you stand before the cross and you repent of your sins, then you will be in the presence of God in his heaven forever. Not based on your skin color, but based purely on his grace and his mercy. So don't seek to forget your history because you can't change it. All you can do, all I can do is learn it and move forward away from it. Put things in place in your life. Do your very best not to prejudge someone because of how they look. 
and be willing to talk about difficult things. Be willing to get out of your comfort zone. Because that's how we grow. Be willing to be challenged. Be willing to discuss difficult things. But make sure when you discuss those difficult things that you always come back to the gospel. Because without that, that's why we have all the issues that we do today is because we don't view each other as God does. As brothers and sisters in Christ, that we may look different, we may have different cultures, we may be from different places around the world, but as Christians, we are the true melting pot that we have people from every tribe, tongue, and nation that we can call brothers and sisters in Christ. That we can all stand side by side and sing praise to God. Because if we don't, then our nation will not be able to live up to the promises that all men are created equal. that we can't live up to that promise that there is no longer Jew nor Greek slave nor free male or female that we are all one in Christ that if we don't focus on the gospel then these promises cannot come true and as far as the scripture whether we want it to be true or not, whether we believe that there's neither Jew nor Greek, it's true. From from God's perspective, it is true. We are one in Christ. No matter our skin color, no matter our race, if you claim the name of Jesus, if you have truly repented of your sins, then it doesn't matter what you look like. We will celebrate our differences. We will see what God has done to make us different. We can celebrate that just as we would celebrate and see the beauty in a red rose compared to a yellow rose compared to a pink rose and a purple rose and a white rose. We celebrate those differences, but we don't let those differences let us fall into the sin of seeing one as greater than another. So my prayer is love one another. Be one in Christ Jesus. And don't let our differences divide us. And don't let social justice overpower the gospel in your life.
you would want to continue this conversation, please send me a message. Find the Theological Patriot on Facebook. Send me a message. We can continue this. I'm Jeff Rubidoux, and I am the Theological Patriot.